Hello, fellow Illumineers. Welcome to the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a show where we invite you to be a part of their world. I'm your host, Jared Hymas, and in today's episode, I'm going to share with you why Lorcana will succeed when so many haven't. For all the latest news on Lorcana, follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. Without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Anyone with more than a passing knowledge of trading card games knows that countless games have come and gone over the years. The Star Trek CCG, Legend of the Five Rings, The Lord of the Rings TCG, the original Netrunner, the list runs deep. Yet when hard-pressed to name a currently running TCG, most people would struggle to name anything other than Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, Lorcana was announced, too much fanfare, so how does it avoid the same fate as the many now-forgotten games that came before. In this podcast, I'm going to share why Lorcana is going to add itself to the list of games people know. In today's pod, we're going to examine the three pitfalls that can cause a card game to fail and how Lorcana is set up to avoid those same pitfalls. Let me introduce pitfall number one with a story. It's about a card game that came out late 1995, just a couple years after King Magic. This game would last until 2001. During this time, the game would become so popular that, for a time, it even outsold Magic. It was played by thousands of people. There were store tournaments, and state tournaments, and regional tournaments, and national tournaments, and even world championships. The competitive scene was thriving. This game was found not only in your local game stores, but also the big box stores and department stores. There were websites dedicated to it articles on strategy and tournament reports and deck list. It was based around an IP that offered an unlimited amount of new characters and lands and other types of cards. Then one day, while it appeared to be an unstoppable force, it was announced that the game would be ending. What? Well, this is the story of my childhood card game, the Star Wars CCG by Decipher. This was a fantastic game with unique, albeit complex, rules, I will say that, and for a couple of months, it did outsell King Magic. Decipher had developed the game to a point where they were even producing sets from the prequel trilogies. That's how well developed it was. Things were humming along when all of a sudden it was abruptly stopped. How could such a popular game with a large fan base, both for the game and the IP, be discontinued so abruptly? The answer? One word. Licensing. Yes, Decipher lost the license to Star Wars, and consequently had to shut down not only the popular Star Wars CCG, but also a couple of the other Star Wars-related games they were making. And honestly, as I was going through the list of dead games, licensing issues are one of the biggest killers of card games. Decipher lost their license because Lucasfilms was convinced that Hasbro can make a better game. Parent companies can be fickle masters, and Disney is no exception. So how does Lorcana and Ravensburger, the creator of Lorcana, avoid this pitfall? In an interview the CEO of Ravensburger North America, Philip Frinke, did with Polygon, he had this to say. We know that as you enter the TCG market that you're inviting the players for a mini-year journey, Frankie continued. We don't take that lightly. This effort is a multi-year series of releases. It's something that Disney has never really allowed any collaborator to do. So the trust that we built with Disney 
I think allowed us to come to a point where we both strategically, commercially had the trust to say, yeah, let's dare to do this together. From this, it would appear that Ravensburger North America was able to create a roadmap compelling enough for Disney that they agreed to this multi-year contract. Now, it is possible that the game completely bombs after launch, and this agreement is a moot point. But for now, Ravensburger doesn't have to worry about their license getting yanked while developing this game. I can see two possibilities with this agreement. First, Disney is going to want an ROI and will be keeping Ravensburger on a short leash with regards to creative freedom and community management. Disney is a very protective of its brand and certainly has outlined general restrictions for the game. You can't make Mickey Mouse a villain, for instance. Second, the trust that was developed between these companies will grant Ravensburger a certain amount of freedom to spread their wings and get creative with their game design and play. Disney will still keep tabs on the product, but so long as they are making money, they will continue to take a passive role. This game had a two-year period where both companies met together to hammer out an agreement. I believe they are likely at a point where Ravensburger is allowed to do what they want within the parameters defined in those early meetings. With this, we turn our attention to the second pitfall, mismanagement. Many card games have been thrown into the ash heaps of history simply because of mismanagement. While this card game system is still around, the Chrono Clash system is a game that is an example of poor management. Chrono Clash is a framework on which card games are built around. It was successfully released with a Naruto set. By all accounts, this was a really fun game. The people who played it genuinely seemed to love it. After Naruto, the developers released a Godzilla set. Maybe a strange second IP, but it was kind of cool to imagine Godzilla fighting Naruto. Except that you couldn't. Bandai, the publisher of Chrono Clash, created the rules such that these cards cannot interact, even though they were based on the same framework, same mechanic, and the same rules. They simply weren't allowed to compete in the same tournament. That one move killed a lot of the momentum this game had going for it. After a long time of no news and few sets from the publisher, an announcement was made that would breathe life into the game. The next set would be a My Hero Academia expansion. My Hero is one of the biggest animes in the past decade, and this news seemed to bring Chrono Clash off of life support. People were excited for it again, until it was announced that they didn't have worldwide rights to release the My Hero cards, and they would only be legal in certain markets. I think it was like Italy, Spain, and France. And that is the type of management that will kill a game. You can still find Chrono Clash in stores, but none of the product is new or recent. It's mostly the old Naruto stuff. Now let me share with you another story of the game that I'm currently playing that is also suffering from poor management. This is the other My Hero Academia TCG, which is based off of the Universus game system. Uh, Universus goes back more than 15 years it's been around for a long time so it had like uh, Street Fighter and <laughs> I'm not familiar with Universus before my hero but there were a bunch of especially fighting games that were based off of Universus now the Universus my hero was initially announced in 2018 to be coming to the game yet product did not hit the shelves until 2021 Yes, COVID is partly to blame, but three years from announcement to shelf is a momentum killer. 
Even with that delay, my hero quickly became the fourth highest selling TCG. So people were excited for this. The next momentum killing moment came when it took almost a full year for the publisher to release a set to. Typically, a TCG will introduce four sets a year. You can imagine that the game got stale after a year of the same meta. And then, and then a set two was so lackluster that decks in the current meta continue to draw most of their cards from the first set. Now, set three is on the horizon. It's going to be releasing this week on October 14th, which is tomorrow uh, when I'm recording this. That's six months after set two. So for a full year and a half, the meta and card pool has mostly been the same. Now they've nerfed some cards and tried to change things around that, but still, we've been seeing the same cards and same game styles for a year and a half. And now I see store owners on Facebook who have sold pre-orders for set three, complaining that the publisher is just now informing them that they are sending first edition and unlimited edition sets at the same time when they thought they were only getting first edition sets, which a lot of people prefer first editions because they're more collectible. Customers are assuming that they pre-ordered first edition sets, but might in reality be getting an unlimited edition set. Not only that, they're charging a premium for the first edition sets. So now the owners are forced to either take the financial hit or go to the players and tell them to pony up more money for their pre-order or settle for the unlimited edition sets. Now it isn't all negative for the My Hero card game. I often praise them for their level of involvement with the community. They have an official discord with multiple employees active and engaged with the community. Back to Lorcana, Ravensburger has never published a card game before. So how they handle the management of this game will be my biggest question mark. They seem to have a strong track record for other products that they have created and sold, but again, a TCG is much more complex than, say, a board game or a puzzle. Given their track record as a game publisher and Disney's track record of being a money-making machine, I feel confident that this game won't be mismanaged. Community support, or the lack thereof, is the third TCG pitfall. For a game to succeed, it needs to have a thriving base of players who come out week after week to play the game. Games like King Magic, that's my name for Magic the Gathering because it is king, okay? King Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Flesh and Blood, and Digimon are succeeding today because these games are supported by their publishers and organized plays also top priority. So many fun games have come and gone simply because companies didn't prioritize the player experience or didn't have the resources to support and grow organized play. In an interview with Dicebreaker, Lorcana designer Ryan Miller had this to say, Organized play is very near and dear to my heart, and I want to make sure that we are going to have an amazing program that is welcoming and super inclusive. We want people to come and have fun, celebrate the game, play it, trade, all that stuff. So we have big plans for that, and we will be talking about it next year. Ravensburger needs to support local game stores by offering unique promo cards, um, like uh, different foils of cards, to get people out to play. They need to provide prize support. They need to develop relationships with the local gaming stores. Then they must also have a system in place for local, regional, national, and world competitions. A healthy competitive scene equals a healthy card game. Having started his career in the TCG space as a tournament judge for Magic, 
Ryan Miller says that organized play is something near and dear to his heart. So they're certainly saying the right things. As we sit here, a year out from release, it would appear as though Lorcana has the foundation it needs to succeed as a game. Lorcana has the possibility to do something truly special. They have the distribution channels. They have the Disney name recognition. They have hired top talent to design the game. They are committed to creating a robust, organized play scene. They have hired artists to create untold amounts of new artwork for the game. They are backed by a multi-year commitment to the game from Disney. They are committed to developing organized play and supporting the player experience, and both companies behind this game are well-managed companies. Lurkana already has a built-in audience of Disney fans and TCG players who are eager to buy up and play slash collect this game. Yes, I would like to see more communication from Robinsberger about the game, but they have a roadmap in place, and I'm excited to learn more about this game next year. Thank you for listening. Just a reminder, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review, and we will see you real soon.